This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays again are for podcasts, guys. Thanks for joining us again tonight. Tonight is a little bit lighter than the subject matter that we have been on lately. I don't think we've done a cryptid in a while. We haven't. We have not done... And the cryptid episodes are always fun. Yes. Because last week was not fun. No. Last week was... We don't like having to talk about anything that has to do with kids. But, you know, that was such a big case. And because of what had been in the news recently and everything, we just... We were like, yeah, we, this is this is one we got to talk about. We got to talk about this one. Um, but yeah, tonight we are talking about... Guys, we have done... Sasquatch, we've even talked about Bat Squatch. Tonight, Sheep Squatch. <laughs> yeah. Which, there in reality, go. if you guys have seen the movie Lamb by A24 Films, there's a Sheep Squatch in that movie. I don't know if I want to watch that. <laughs> I heard it's actually really sad. It is. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. Because <laughs> for a hard minute, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was like a horror movie, and then I was like, oh, It is no. real horror. I mean, it's freaky, but it's like... No, I mean, it's like yeah, real horror, because yeah, she lost her baby, yeah. and then was like, took in a lamb that needed help. I'm like, this is so... I'm like, this is gonna be so sad. And the lamb was half man, which is what the sheep squash was. But... Yeah. Yeah, that movie's really sad. Um, I was just like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this creature is basically, and if you guys follow the podcast pages on the socials, you saw me post a picture of it. It's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a Bigfoot, but instead of hair, it's wool. It has hands, it has hooves, and it has a, a um, I almost just said an Aries head, a ram head. 
It is an Aries head, technically. It is an Aries. <laughs> yeah. A ram head. And um, Becky was telling me to watch this episode of the show Mountain Monsters. That um, is such, let me tell you that something. That was fucking hilarious. That is such a hilarious <laughs> show to watch, but that I also have to watch with subtitles if my husband's not here because he is usually my resident translator when I'm watching anything hillbilly because uh, I, I, I have that in my family, but I guess not enough to understand. So he has to translate. And because uh, only I think one out of the five guys I understand what he's saying, the younger one. But yeah, because Wild Bill, I don't have a clue. I have no idea. I'm like not even gonna try. This show is Duck Dynasty featuring cryptids. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hysterical. They're like, we gonna catch us this uh, sheep squatch. That's what we trying to do. We trying to do this uh, this. This chap over here, and he getting out all set up now. That's literally how they talk. Let me tell you how much I was dying in the middle when they were shut when they were setting up the trap. Oh my god! And they kept saying razor wire. It's not wire. It's not wire. 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 And my husband's like, "Yeah, what's? What did you not understand? <laughs> razor wire." I'm like, "No, batter scars." <laughs> <laughs> Same energy. I mean, same energy. Razor bar. Oh my god, it's so. It really is. Also, the fact that the sheep squatch apparently pissed in this guy's eye. He's like, "Oh lord, I can't see. I can't open my eyes." I think you got sprayed by something else, bro. I was like, "Your." It literally looks like cum. It doesn't look like piss. I'm also like. How much Smoky Mountain Moonshine are I swear all of you on? Because y'all are deep in Boone County, West Virginia. Shout out to anybody who watched The Wonderful Wets West Virginia. Um, I you know what I think it all boils down to because there are parts anybody that's ever been to West Virginia, even if you've been to, I've I've only been uh more west of west virginia i haven't gone farther east closer to virginia except to just travel through when i was younger um i think just like any part of of appalachia if you've grown up there in those areas you're talking about some really dense deep forest where at night if there's not a moon in the sky you're not seeing anything there's you know there's no highway there's no city there's no there's nothing i mean you are deep you're you're in the thick of it and it's god only knows what you would see out there that big ass barn owl we saw in indiana state sanitation you know you're like deep in an indiana i've never seen a barn owl up close like that close them motherfuckers are huge. That thing was just massive. So if I'm in the... Oh my God. I would think that was Mothman God knows what. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. I would think that was everything but a goddamn owl. Um, also, a lot of people don't know, and I actually didn't find this out until very late in life, that another name for groundhogs is whistle pigs and groundhogs whistle. So I think a lot of times that people would hear whistling in the woods 
and they thought it was a person or a skinwalker or wendigo or god knows what could really just very well have been a groundhog little little the more you know to anybody out there that didn't fucking know that that is another nickname for groundhogs whistle, whistle pig. pig yeah they huh. do whistle they whistle and it sounds my husband's heard it apparently it does sound very 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 human so i think if you're deep in fucking appalachia and you did not know that and you're by yourself you're by yourself and you're here you start whistling and all of a sudden you start fucking hearing whistling i'd be like all right fuck this shit i'm out and the, i'm the fuck the out fucking, the fucking what is it the animal that does that with a whistle pig what yeah, is it groundhog groundhog the groundhog would be like Bitch, I just fucking... Like, I'm just, just over here chilling. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> the you didn't like, have to leave. The groundhog's like, these fucking humans are so weird. <laughs> like, they hear me whistling. They fucking start screaming and running. Like, or they're like, uh, watch this, Dave. <laughs> ah! I'm like, what the fuck was that? And they're like... <laughs> groundhog's fucking dying. Listen. Oh, my God. So this one is actually one that I was less familiar with. I did not really know about much about this one, so this one was fun. It randomly, to... I think, popped up on TikTok, and I was just like, we've never fucking talked about Sheep Squatch. Why the hell not? We have to talk about all the Squatches. We Yeah. If there's any more Squatches out there, we will find them. We will talk about them. <laughs> so, um, this multi... Nope. This bizarre multi-horned woolly white beast is said to stalk the forest in areas of Virginia and West Virginia and remains one of the most enigmatic large mammals as yet undiscovered in the wilds of the U.S. That is an amazing word, but when you look at it, you're like, what? (laughs) It takes me a minute to actually say it. Also, this is an article written by Rob Morphy back in 2011 called Sheep Squatch, West Virginia, Virginia, USA. And it is under cryptopia.us. The border between Southwest Virginia and West Virginia is dense, is a densely forested mountainous region dotted with old coal mines, deep, dark, dangerous forests. The region is shrouded in mystery and rich in folklore, but few legends are more unusual and intriguing than that of the creature known to locals as the Sheep Squatch. On the surface, it is difficult to take this outlandishly named animal, which is also known as the White Thing, seriously. But this beast has allegedly been chronicled in Virginian folklore for decades, although few outside the vast expanse of the Appalachian Plateau have ever heard of this yet unclassified critter. Eyewitnesses describe this quadruped as being a bear-sized mammal with large razor-sharp teeth and grizzly-shaped cranium, although most accounts agree that its eyes are set noticeably lower in its head than that of a typical ursidae. Ursidae. The thing is also said to, I love how they said the thing, is also said to be covered in a coarse coat of filthy yellowish white fur. Now this is where it starts to get weird. If it hasn't already. Um, multiple observer observers have testified that this strange fiend does not have the claws of a bear, but raccoon-like hands. And even more bizarrely, it is said to have two big horns sticking out of the top of its skull, like those of a juvenile goat. Further removing the thought that this might be some kind of mutated bear or even a hairy hominid, it is, in fact, seemingly a hybrid beast that is said to have a long, hairless tail like a possum or opossum. Many witnesses also claim that this creature reeks of sulfur. While sightings of this beast have been reported in West Virginia's Mason, Putnam, and Kanawha counties, 
The bulk of the reports seem to hail from Boone County, which is where they were on Mountain Monsters, where there appears to have been a wave of sheep squatch run-ins over the past few decades, particularly in the 1990s. Also, fun fact, if you guys didn't know this, a lot of times when you smell sulfur, that is demonic. Yeah. Which is actually really funny because we had discussed that we thought a lot of, like, Wendigos and skinwalkers and things of that nature, like interdimensional demons. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if it reeks of sulfur, just just throwing it out there. That's that's all I'm doing. Just, just throwing it out there. You smell sulfur, just run. <laughs> um, during 1994, in a bone-chilling event similar to one that befell an unfortunate boy who came face-to-face with the notorious Enfield Horror, to any of the Lovecraft fans out there. Two <laughs> children claim to have seen a huge whitish monster while playing in their backyard. The children stated that the creature resembled a white bear and that it even reared up on its hind legs, making it, according to the kids' estimate, over six feet tall. There can be little doubt that this harrowing brush with the unknown was terrifying to the youngsters, but it was apparently the beast that was startled as it sprinted away from the youths, tearing limbs off of trees as it went. The next Boone Country... That's probably supposed to be county. Yeah. Episode hails from 95. According to the report, a couple driving through the remote area had the scare of a lifetime when they said a burly beast hunkered in a roadside ditch alongside along that isolated lover's lane. The astonished driver slowed to a halt in order to get a better look at this unusual apparition, which he and his partner described as a hawking, ashen animal about the size of a bear. Interestingly, the only detail of the couple's description of this creature that seemed to differ from the bulk of the reports is the almost inexplicable fact that they believe it had no less than four eyes. Of course, it's possible that the witnesses mistook the dark horns on its head for an extra pair of eyes. Not sure how you can do that, but okay. As if this sighting were already frightening enough, the beast, in what is one of the only known accounts of sheep squash violence, lunged out of the ditch and began ravaging the vehicle. The driver wasted no time in speeding away from the enraged beast, and when the couple arrived home, they noted deep scratches in the paint where they, where the fiend had assaulted their car. As frightening as the road-tripping couple's account may be, the next known Boone County altercation is even more terrifying. The event began in 99 after a pair of campers set up shop in the forest not far from their rural Boone County home, no doubt hoping to get the benefits of relaxing in the woods without being too far from the comforts of home. Also, I'd just like to say this picture that they have on here, straight up, and for any for any of us Star Wars fans, it straight up looks like a wampa. It does. Yeah. It looks like a wampa. It does. It looks like a fucking You wampa. didn't know they were real, did you? Like, shout out to the Empire Strikes Back, but straight up, they look like a fucking It really wampa. does, though. I'm like, that's terrifying. <laughs> What them fucking things in the woods. Um, okay, so as the sun set and dark darkness began to creep through the trees, the outdoorsmen lit up a campfire and sat around the crackling pyre, enjoying good conversation, a warm evening breeze, and in all likelihood a brew or two. But the peace and quiet that permeated the remote campsite would not remain for long. As night drew on, the men began to hear what they described as a sort of animalistic snorting and scruffling sounds emanating from the trees that surrounded the campsite. The men were anxious but confident that whatever whatever was lurking in the foliage wouldn't dare to show itself near a campfire. They were wrong. Without warning, a huge white four-legged monstrosity thundered into the campsite, charging at the men. 
The campers, with no concern whatsoever for their gear, leapt to their feet and began sprinting through the dark, bramble, through the dark, bramble-ridden forest. If even I was bramble, it just gets all over you. <laughs> praying that they would make it to safety, to the safety of their house before the beast caught up with them. As luck would have it, as soon as the terrified man broke through the tree line, the creature halted its pursuit and emitted what the campers described as a terrible scream before it returned to its shadowy abode. While it's virtually impossible to ascertain whether or not this creature may be carnivorous or omnivorous, this account and the previous one would seem to indicate that it's at least intensely territorial. After a sleepless night, during which the panic-stricken men surely kept a watchful eye for the creature's return, the campers screwed up... That just doesn't sound like the right word. Screwed up their courage and decided to go out and reclaim their supplies and camping gear, which they had so hastily abandoned the night before. On their way back to the campsite, the men noted the damage that the monster had done, later stating that the earth had been torn asunder like someone had tilled it up for gardening. In 94, Mason County, West Virginia, a Navy veteran named Edward Rollins, who was ironically tracking down the evidence of the Point Pleasant Mothman, claimed to stumble across an unbelievable creature while skulking through the woods near a creek in the notorious TNT area. Rollins claimed that he had become interested in the Mothman phenomenon as a boy after he discovered his mother's scrapbook containing newspaper clippings pertaining to West Virginia's most terrifying temporary citizen. Following his seven-year stint in the Navy, the young sailor returned to his home in Galapagos, which is just a few miles away from Point Pleasant. It would not be long after his homecoming that the young veteran's long-lost interest in the unknown would become reignited and seeing as his evidence was so close to Mo so close to Mothman's ground zero, so to speak, this amateur investigator decided to use the knowledge he had gleaned in the military to help him in his field research. Here is an excerpt from Rollins' account. My new hobby took me into the woods and hollers around hollers around, around the TNT area and to the homes of witnesses who were alive and willing to talk about what they'd seen. While I found a great many points of interest in my investigation, I was not prepared for what I encountered along a creek bank north of Bethel Church Road. My husband and I went down there. We were not far from, I think we either drove on that road or we weren't far from that road at all. When we drove up to TNT, like we went north of Point Pleasant and found, when when we got up there and noticed you were like, oh my God, there's like no marked trails and you were in the middle of nowhere and part of it is a literal swamp and it is such dense fucking forest that you're just walking into and you have no idea where you're going. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Plus it was June and it was fucking hot. So yeah. <laughs> I was walking the creek bank, trying to run down some tips provided to me by an acquaintance as I walked the creek, I heard something large break through the brush ahead of me, and I froze. Logic told me that it was at worst a large dog or even a stray cow, as there is very little in the way of predators in Mason County. Still, I've been a hunter since my teenage years, and I knew well that the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources had been actively repopulating absent native species. It was wholly possible that what I was about to become, or what was about to become face-to-face -face with something that might consider me much. What I saw <clears throat> emerge from the brush was a large brownish-white creature. Its fur looked goody, goody, 
Dirty and matted as if the animal did very little in line of self-grooming. I can't be sure if I was looking at a dirty white animal or a brownish animal with a white undercoat. It was late in the fall, so it makes sense that it might be putting on a winter coat. The creature moved on all fours. As it breached the brush line and knelt to drink from the creek, its front limbs, the only limbs I saw clearly, ended in what were markedly paw-like hands. Its head was long and pointed, like a canine's, and it had largest horns. Not antlers, but single point horns. I shrunk back to the brush and watched, afraid to stay, afraid to run. It drank for a few minutes, then crossed the creek and continued on across toward Sand Hill Road. When I was sure it was gone, I turned and ran as fast as I could toward the pond where I'd parked. One of the many things that struck Rollins as odd was regarding the strange mammal is the fact that it was surrounded by a sulfurous stench that was almost overwhelming. Rollins being disinclined to attribute to it to some kind of demonic or paranormal manifestation speculated that this was due to the fact that the industrial pollution that had been dumped in the TNT area for decades has left. The one thing that sticks out in my mind is the encounter about the encounter most clearly is the way it smelled. It smelled like sulfur. Now, I don't think I'm screaming fire and brimstone here. I'm not. One of the biggest problems with the TNT area is the pollution from the manufacturing activities that went on there. The worst of this is the red water runoff generated by the production of gunpowder. The area was a Navy ammunition plant that one time made plant at one time and made gunpowder. Red water, the cause to this date of the brownish red foam seen in many other runoff ponds, has a sulfur content that should concern anyone exposed to it. It makes sense that living anything living in this area should absorb some measure of that scent and if they are drinking from the water sources. See, we never drove really by any of the ponds. So, and like I said, didn't walk deep enough in the woods that I didn't, I didn't smell any sulfur when we were there. Then again, it probably would have freaked me out and I thought it was something totally right. different if I did. I wouldn't be thinking, oh, it's just the water. It's just the um, water. Another interesting run-in with this enigmatic entity purportedly transpired during June of 2011. It just freaked, going back though, it freaks me out that, or I don't know how you couldn't be freaked out, um, especially with Moth, to think in one area you got Mothman and Sheep Squatch, I'm like, listen, they're buddies. This is awful. <laughs> like, they're best I friends. Wanna, I don't want to see either one of them at night. Another interesting run-in. Oh yeah, July 7th, the event was posted online and claimed to be an actual account of a sheep squatch encounter that allegedly occurred in Fairystone State Park, which is located in Patrick County, Virginia. Again, this was June of 2011. This park is named after unique fairy stones, a dark neosilicite minerals with white streaks called sarolite. Which are found throughout the region. That sounds pretty. The locale is also renowned for numerous perplexing events, but few can be more mystifying than the incident that was reported by a woman identifying herself only as Tina. In her own words, I hope you can give me an idea of what I saw a few weeks ago while hiking with a friend in Fairystone State Park in Virginia. We had been on one of the trails for about an hour when we stopped for a brief rest and a drink. This was my first visit to this park, and I was pleased that the area we were in was secluded. We all love seclusion. Yes. Especially in the woods. Yes. Oh. After a few minutes of rest, we continued to walk along the trail when my friend suddenly stopped and pointed towards the right at a large group of rocks. Something was moving around, but it was about 50 yards away. So we didn't get a very good look. We could see that it was light in color and quite bulky. 
We stood frozen, wanting to know what this creature was, though I was getting more frightened by the second. As we started to walk, the creature moved onto a rock where we got a good look at it. It looked like a medium-sized bear, but the fur was light, almost a yellowish-gray. The head was strange also. There was a snout like that of a bear, but the dark round eyes were set lower on the head. It was looking in our direction, and we had no intention of sticking around to see what it was going to do. We got back to the car and immediately left for home. It should also be noted that Alabama has its very own white thing, which is uncannily similar to the shaggy, shrieking quadruped that allegedly lives in the rural Virginias. This beast is said to have lurked in a once thickly forest area surrounding the surrounding an area known ironically as Happy Hollow Road. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I'm just watching the spot. Oh no. Oh no. You want me just if No, I got it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I found it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh crap. Clicked on a clicked off the article and clicked on the wrong one. Maybe these creatures represent the same or at least similar species of animals. Or should be or should we consider the possibility that following the urban encroachment that ruined its once isolated Alabama home, this animal, or more likely animals, migrated from its former habitat to the less populated Appalachian Mountains of West and Southern Southwestern Virginia? Then again, this thing is so weird, maybe it's out of this world. Possibly an interdimensional alien. For more information on this and other bizarre and pigmentally challenged beasts from West Virginia, there's a book entitled West Virginia's Weird White Monsters by Kurt McCoy. Apparently you can buy it on Amazon. So there's, so we mentioned the one from 99, but apparently there was one, I know that first article that you sent me from that cryptid wiki, Mm -hmm. there was more recently, looks like as of 2015, there was a sighting um, in an area called Folks Run, Virginia. It was spotted once again in the forest of Appalachia. It was spotted close to midnight by six campers spending the night in dense woods. The beast was reportedly eight to nine feet tall with a shoulder length of four to five feet. One of the campers first saw the beast at the top of the, at the top near a hill in a crouching position. Then it stood up when it stood up, he alerted the other campers. Then it started running down the steep hill toward the campers, but they were separated by the river that was flowing through. They look in horror as it reached, as it searched for a way to cross and with no other option, began to wade through the river. Why would you wait? Why would you stand Actually, there and I wait not, for it to I figure it out? I would not. Clearly, Just go. Clearly they were white. <laughs> clearly. Because um, absolutely not. It finally came out of the water, and the campers reported that it appeared like a bipedal dog in the chest with its fur wet from the river crossing. Then a loud gut-based screech was heard about two miles off from where they were. Then the sheep squatch looked up in shock, just high enough so the moonlight was in its face, and the campers looked on, looked on in fear as it let out a pathetic whimper. Then a sprint ran. Then in a sprint, ran in the opposite direction of the noise. The campers quickly packed and left. Then reported it to the locals, fearing that if the authorities were informed, they would be ridiculed. The identity of the campers is unknown as of March of 2016. So hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that this massive son of a bitch. Heard this gut-wrenching scream, and it ran. What was the scream? So now I'm like, what was that? I want to know what scared 
that sheep's gone. What? Because what the fuck? What shared is what shared? I'm like, what scared you, bro? What scared that is what I'm curious like, to know. Like, what the fuck scared you, bro? Um, if any of you guys want to watch that episode on Mountain Monsters, it's season two, episode six, and it's called Sheep Squatch of Boone County. It's actually season one. Oh, I'm sorry, 12. Season, season one, episode twelve. Okay. Oh, when when they go back. Oh, that was on the on the second one. Gotcha. Like where they're rewatching the episode. Um. Also, I love that Fallout Seven. It was in Fallout seventy six. It was part of a oh, side that's, quest. That's hilarious. Yep. I do love that. That's pretty great. Yeah, you know, I just... I think really it's either one of two things. Especially when you... Um, when you think about, like, in terms of, like, Skinwalker Ranch and things like that. Like, the more I looked into that... I am a firm believer that there are some type of interdimensional things going on around there. Not just with a lot of the like UFOs and different things like that. I just think with all the other things that they've seen. And I think anything that's steeped in folklore like that, um, Skinwalker Ranch with all of the indigenous tribes around, uh, Anything like Mothman, Sheep Squatch in these areas of Appalachia that are so deep and dense. And, you know, you've got families going back generations that if they still live there, uh, you know, a lot of them have not traveled outside of that area. They, they have not, you know, so... God only knows what type of personal experiences they've had on top of stories that have been passed down through generations, through the generation of their own, of their own family. Um, it's just crazy yeah. to me how many different cryptids there are and how many different things people see in certain specific areas. Mm -hmm. And it really just makes you think, what the fuck are people seeing? Because clearly people are seeing something. You're not going to have people seeing the same or relatively about the same of something over and over in a singular area like what are you actually seeing you know also alabama's not that far from virginia it's really? really not no if you look at it on a map if you're talking northern alabama and if you're traveling through appalachia you go right through tennessee eastern tennessee you're right there. It's probably about a six-hour drive or something about that, like that. For the Sheep Squatch or... For, <laughs> it's a six-hour drive for the Sheep Squatch to drive from Alabama. I was just saying, like, if you were to drive... <laughs> no, I know. I know. But when yes. They, when, they the, the car. <laughs> when they were saying at the end of the thing uh, that there were Sheep Squatch sightings in Alabama... Right. That... You know, from from northern Alabama all the way up through, um, you know, even if you went, if you either go eastern Tennessee or the western part of North Carolina, that is all national forest through there. That's all national forest. 
Um, so yeah, if he was clever enough to to travel through the forest and not be seen and travel at night, shit. And if there's more than one, I mean, that's always been the thing with the lore of Sasquatch, of Bigfoot, that there would have to be more than one for all these sightings that people have seen, more than one in several different areas for all these sightings that people have seen over, God, you're going back even hundreds of years. Right. Into, you know, Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch, uh What's the other one? Yeti. So, yeah, there's if there's that many names for it, that means that there have to be more than one that's seen in several different areas. So, um, that's what I'm saying. I, I love that. I love how you pose that question. I don't think a lot of it you can chalk up to people that are crazy or delusional. I think that's too easy. That's too easy, especially if there's been multiple sightings. And even a lot of them are for people that aren't even around. They're not even from that area. These are people that are just coming down there to camp or just coming down, you know, from out of town. People that don't even know about it. They don't know anything about it. What are they seeing? One thing. If it's not if it's not Sheep Squatch, if it's not Mothman, if it's not if it's not any of these things, clearly they're seeing something. So it's either something that is an actual animal that they're mistaking for something else, or they're seeing something that that doesn't you know doesn't exist in what we know of as what we've seen well it's just like me and my dad used to see all the time because me and my dad my dad's really the one who got me into cryptids we used to watch stuff about bigfoot all the time and whatnot and something that he said really resonated with me and he's absolutely right like i understand that a lot of native americans you know they they've People are always like, they did a lot of drugs, they did a lot of, you know, witchy shit, whatever. But they have drawings on stone of creatures that they have seen. Mm -hmm. And my dad even said it. My dad was like, they're seeing something. Like, you're not just going to be like, well, okay, these people, especially Bigfoot. You're not, a Bigfoot I genuinely 100% believe in. There's, like, nothing you can say that would tell me that Bigfoot isn't real. But what is he? Well, and we do know that there were gigant, Gigantopithecus was a real thing. We exactly. know that was real. We know that existed. We have, you know, skeletal evidence of that. So we, we know that was real. What it, What is so hard out of the frame of existence within humans and hominids that something like Bigfoot couldn't exist, something that crossed in between Gigantopithecus down to Neanderthals, down to what we have now as modern day humans. And there are, there was like a couple years ago, I think National Geographic said there was some kind of pygmy tribe discovered that was never known yeah. about some, somewhere like their cryptozoology is is there for a reason there are these things that exist these studies of things that exist that are there for a reason because there are there are animals that are found that that previously we didn't know they existed or thought they were extinct whole tribes of of hominids of of human-like beings that were found that we 
thought didn't exist or were rumored to exist or through folklore, well, that wasn't real, but then you find actual evidence of it. So how do we not know, how could we say that this, that, or this, or that didn't exist when things that previously were never thought to exist or had been extinct for thousands, millions of years are now found? It's like, well, there's got to be some type of connection Um and again, I don't think, I think, to, I think it's so dismissive for anyone, whether you're going back to the indigenous tribes, to people now, to say that it was, it's drugs, these people are delusional, they're, they're hallucinating. I, I don't buy that. No. Maybe in a couple of couple it, Maybe people, if it was but, one or two people, whatever. Yeah. But when you have droves... Like I was and listening droves to a, of people. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and somebody asked, they were like, have you ever seen a UFO? And she's like, I think I did once, but I was on mushrooms. I was like, honey, that was the drugs. Right. That was the drugs. Okay. As someone who fellow allegedly may or may not have taken mushrooms allegedly, um it was the drugs honey it was the mushrooms you did not see a fucking ufo it was the it was the it was the drugs baby it was the drugs i'm just letting you know i thought that was hilarious though because she's like i got a ufo but i was on mushrooms i'm like honey you should have started with i was on mushrooms and i think i saw a ufo you need to reword that that it was the mushrooms it was the drugs my dear and at this point it makes me wonder you know because the government was finally like aliens are real and we were all like yeah no shit um like we don't care how many times i'm living in a shoebox and i'm paying uh three thousand dollars a month right don't not including utilities exactly and is there any rent space on a spaceship um could they give me a discount i saw Um, a fucking tiktok where this guy is like listen Aliens, don't land your craft in my backyard and leave it unattended because you ain't gonna find it again. And I have squatters' rights. Like I will, <laughs> I, I will move up in that bitch and change the locks. I will pack my bags. I will see you fucking later. I'm done. I am yeah. done with Earth. I am done with humans. I am if you fucking done. Park your spaceship in front of my house and leave the engine running. I'm car. I'm taking your shit. It's mine now. I'm gonna like, pick up my friends and, and we're going. I'm, I'm we're out. Going. Like, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Don't leave the car. Don't leave the fucking keys. And <laughs> fucking Rogers back on planet, whatever the fuck. And we get back and he's like, "Where the hell is Steve?" And we're like, "Steve took a vacation. He wanted to stay on Earth, and yeah. we were fucking done. Yeah, we're done. Would we you like to? Pro- you can probe us. Like whatever you need." We got you as long as you let us stay here. <laughs> like I swear, oh God! But anyway, that's a whole other fucking yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna get into that. But but anyway, um, yeah. Like we were saying though, I just don't believe that all of these things are not real. I think that they're definitely are. I believe fully in skinwalkers. I believe fully in wendigos. I believe fully in um, Bigfoot. I believe fully. In the Loch Ness. Um, it's very hard. Pretty much anything that's in the sea, I believe. Because I'm like, we don't fucking know what's in the sea. We don't know what's in the ocean. Let's be real. We have no idea. So, the only thing, the only ones, like, big ones that I really am not 100% on 
Mothman is weird. I don't fully believe in Mothman, but I don't fully not believe in Mothman. I think the fact that he is seen before catastrophic events is very interesting. And I don't know if that's what they're seeing. I, I'm just... That one, I'm on the fence. I'm not against it, and I'm not for it. Um, same with, like, I don't really believe in Bat-Squatch. I don't really believe in Chupacabras. I don't, don't really believe, believe in Sheep-Squatch, sorry. No, I don't either. <laughs> um, even though the stories are crazy, I mean, even that picture that that guy got on the show, I don't know what the hell that thing was. In all but... reality, it looked like an actual ram standing. Is what it looked like. An actual ram. The way that it the way that the picture looked and the way that it actually looked in the picture, it looked like an actual ram. Yeah. Now I don't know if rams are in that area by any means, but that's exactly what it looked like to me. It was just a regular old ram. Also, I think if a lot of people have never seen or didn't know that brown bear brown bears can walk on two legs and can walk pretty long distances on two legs. If you saw that shit in the woods, like, far off, and you didn't know that, and you had never seen that, that would scare the shit out of me. That That's what I think was on the video that they showed. I think it, yeah. It was a bear. Yeah. I think it was Especially a bear because they zoomed in legs. and then left it zoomed in and then just slowly zoomed out. I'm like, why would you do that if you think you're catching a cryptid on film? The hell? The hell like, you doing? Yeah, that's not a good... No. 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 That's not a good way to do that. Um, I also think that some things are based in some fact, even if the entire story itself isn't factual. Um, oh, 100%. I mean, I think you could take... You know what this thing really reminded me of, too, is a fucking minotaur. Yeah. Really reminded me of minotaurs. And I know those things, like... Because that's the one that's half, half man, half... Bull. Bull. Right. Okay. Yeah. When I started, um, when I got really into, uh, Greek mythology, Minotaurs were one of, like, the first things I learned about, and I thought they were so fucking cool looking. Right. I was like, oh, that's badass. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah, basically, like, the body of a man, the head of a bull. Um, and... There again, like, where did that come from? Where did where did a lot of Greek mythology stories come from? With minotaurs and centaurs and there were all kinds of crazy different mixtures of, of different uh, hybrid animal, hybrid monsters. There was a show that used to come on there was a show, I think you might even be able to find it on Discovery Plus. There's a show that used to come on that that talks about that. It talks about monsters in Greek mythology. I like want to several, say that's something on several episodes Plus. would like they did one about the Minotaur, they did one about a centaur. Um centaur's really crazy. I always thought those were crazy. Like that's the horse one, right? Yeah, like those are cool as hell, too. Like, your torso, like, from the waist up is human, but then, like, the whole rest of the body is a horse. And I'm like, that would look like a crazy fucking thing riding up on you. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, that'd be cool as fuck, though. 
It gives a whole different meaning to riding your man. I would think it would be cool. Right. To I be a fucking I really want a dinosaur, but whatever. Scare the shit out of people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you gotta think, like, where... If you're looking into any type of origins when it comes to things like this, there is a center of truth somewhere in all of these stories. And especially, too, if a lot of these stories are being passed down throughout generations. So where did it where did the original story come from that over so many years, hundreds of years in some cases, like these stories are getting passed down through, through families and through generations. Um, yeah, to me, it has to be coming from, it has to be coming from somewhere. So I just think that's, but yeah, I just think it's really cool. I think it's a neat, so, well, and I think, too, we know that some some stories, too, are almost given, like, a warning. I think some things are, are sometimes certain things that are passed down in folklore are almost, like, a warning to people. Or uh, I think that was the same thing in, like, Greek mythology. Like, if you did, if something you did wrong upset the gods or upset this creature or upset whatever, then then this would happen or this would happen or this would happen. And a lot of folklore within not only people that uh, grew up in Appala Appalachia, but people also in indigenous tribes, they have within themselves their own folklores that are passed down. And a lot of those are steeped in warnings mm -hmm. of you know about your land about your crops about your family about the weather about whatever and honoring certain creatures honoring certain gods and honoring certain spirits honoring certain things as not as to appease as not to anger because this 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 or this could happen and it was too because they didn't have modern technology it was almost as a way of these stories were passed down as a way to explain things that, you know, we we could say now through modern technology and what we have now, oh, that was, you know, your crops didn't come in because of this, this parasite got into the wheat or whatever and it didn't grow. Or your, uh, you know, your cow got this disease there like there's there's these rational explanations that we know of now with modern medicine and science that they didn't know back then so immediately it was pointed to a monster a creature a curse some a curse something that you did that you didn't honor or whatever whatever family whatever did that caused this to happen um you could even look in that modern day with mothman what angered Mothman that he appeared that quote unquote caused the Silverbridge collapse. Right. If that's where that if like, you if you follow the way it? that mythology goes, did he cause it? Or did you was he, he, is he an warning? omen? Yeah, was he, he a was warning. He an omen to what caused it? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we know with skinwalkers and wendigos too. Skinwalkers usually... and wendigos are just assholes that want to do you bad. That's what those are. They're they're not. They have warnings, right? Like if you're fucking in the middle of the woods and you hear someone say "Hey" or "Help me," and you're in the middle of the fucking woods, it don't matter if that's a fucking human or not. More than likely, it isn't, and you need to get the fuck out. Get get with Vicky and get the fuck. I think they show up um, because it's like, oh, the United States land. We're not living on one big burial ground. We're not living on. It's cursed. What? <laughs> Y'all out here acting like the United this States land soil is cursed. Is cursed on land ancient, cursed. Buri- ancient Indian burial grounds. Like it's not. It's not. Ooh, that this is a good place to leave off to get into next week's episode. Yeah. Since we're talking about haunted uh, <laughs> grounds, um. We hope you guys enjoyed this. It was so much fun to do a cryptid episode. That's all we've got on Cheap Squatch. If you want to have some fun, watch Mountain Monsters. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's just a quick, fun thing to watch for 45 minutes if you want a good laugh. But next week, that's why I wanted to leave off where we left off. If you guys, I know this blows up on TikTok. I see a lot of black content creators talk about this as a black person who has even been down to that part of Georgia and has seen Lake Lanier in person. We will be talking about the infamous Lake Lanier. I think there was even another death this year that happened there. There have been so many reported deaths to this place. It is a literal, they literally flooded a black town. (laughs) They forced these people out and flooded their town. And there are cemeteries underwater where bodies were not moved. Um... There's houses, there's everything. There's a whole there's a whole town. Whole town. They flooded. It is not the city of Atlantis. It no, it is not. It's not <laughs> Waterworld. This is not fun. No. At all. It is extremely haunted. Um, there have been a lot of reported deaths. I think there's a lady in white. Thought of these it's uh, which is supposed to be based wasn't on there, a woman. That... Wasn't there an episode in that horror anthology that I watched that was mostly predominantly black people that mm-hmm. it was based on that lake? Mm-hmm. That was a really good one, too. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but it was a really, really good... Because all of the shorts, all of the anthology shorts were done by black people, correct? Yeah, they told her not to go in that... Oh, it was the... um, What? what? Horror Noir that's right the horror noir okay. anthology the documentary came out and then the and then, short, the, okay. and then the anthology that's series right that came right. out yeah, yeah that, we talked about that. that's actually one of really, the few horror really shorts good. that have always it stays because yeah. it, it's so it's so so good yeah but lake lanier is i i just i don't even understand why people <laughs> yeah i wouldn't is it one of those I, curiosity I cat questions? Oh my goodness. Okay, so literally yesterday. Oh. A man just died. Oh. So <laughs> 22 hours ago, man pulled from Lake Lanier dies. 22 years old. Just 22 years old. It's what the fuck is happening? Happened. It's literally just happened. This place is horrible. It's horrible. 
do not go. Just don't do it. <laughs> and I don't even know. And what's so crazy is Georgia, like the state, does not talk about it. They still gear so much tourism toward that place. They, it's it's almost frowned. It's it's like frowned upon to even talk about its its history. But you have to, considering people like to go swimming in lakes. So you should probably tell them not to go swimming in that one. I'm sure there are signs, but people aren't going to pay attention to that. Yeah, I also love how, um, so it was a black town that they flooded and named after a Confederate Army soldier. I'm just like, guys, guys. Guys, like, could we not, could we just not, and just not stop ever, it? Like, get just, some help. Just stop doing it. But yeah, we're gonna go over all of the history. We're gonna go over the many reported deaths. We're gonna go over the hauntings that are purported in the area. There are literally people that say that they have swam and felt like something has grabbed them and tried to pull them under. I have seen so many countless stories of people who either grew up around there or were just visiting around there and they're swimming and they're lit they're like, I literally felt somebody pull me. I felt a hand come up from the deep. No. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a no. For I me. have swam in so many lakes. If I let me tell you something. I would simply just die. I would pass I would away immediately. I would be one. I wouldn't even I would be get the one chance. with the lake. I, I wouldn't would get the chance to come up to air for air. No. I'd be like, you know, at this point, honestly, let me just fear a feel a finger go across my foot underwater. I the will, thing. I felt inflation is so bad right now. <laughs> let's go to like. Let's go. You grab your husband, I'll grab my wife. Just, and that's all the ancestors. But you know what? What is rent like in this underwater house? Um, <laughs> grab my foot, grab my foot, grab my foot. <laughs> Get it. Here, let me help you. Let me help you. Right here. I remember as a kid swimming in a lake and a fish swam by my foot and I like to have... It's, it scared me the first time I ever swam. Heart in a lake. attack of fish like yeah. and I've been swimming in a lot of lakes for years, but was probably about twelve and it was a lake in Indiana and I felt that fucking thing swim I said absolutely no. When you're not expecting it, it is a little <coughs> it does kind of shake you a bit. Yeah, I mean but like <laughs> I think if it happened to me now as an adult, it would still freak me out, but I would know it was a fish. Like, it would scare me on contact, and then I'd be like, okay, it was a fish. <laughs> like, oh, oh. I'm gonna die. Okay. Okay. We didn't want to blow out I had to cough drums. really bad, and it was rough. It happens. You know, listen, this ragweed needs to fuck off, because this ragweed is what's doing this to me all the time, not to mention how horrible the air quality is. Yeah, tomorrow is supposed to be, like the worst so we're it. supposed to get our new water heater tomorrow right and i'm like of course it's the hottest fucking day of the year yeah. yay yay <laughs> <laughs> at least 
AC didn't knock on wood. Nobody, I don't want anybody's AC going out. I don't want my AC Listen, going I'm out. Listen, I'm going to need you to knock on out. every piece of I'm wood gonna... in this fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm knocking on all the wood. Because <laughs> our AC is old, so I'm going to need you to knock on all of it. <laughs> oh, I'll end it with this story. Speaking of ACs, my dad. Oh, God. 10-year warranty. Up this year, when does his AC start? Was it after the warranty? After the warranty was. I told somebody on Facebook. Welcome to having a home, to owning a home. It's so wonderful. (laughs) I mean, listen, two things. It really is, but two things. First of all, I said something about needing a new water heater on Facebook, and this one girl goes, yeah, I had to get a new water heater this year, and it died on me one week after the warranty was up. <laughs> Second thing. Living in the sun. I mean, you just literally, like, you just like, Second crazy. thing. I really am so fucking thankful I have a home. If I have to replace some of the big things, Same. but they have financial aid and you can make payments. I was telling my my fiance, I'm like, it's really not that scary when when you have places that are willing to help you and give you financial aid to help you through stuff like this. I'm like, it's and and another thing when you have a house you're putting more value into it by getting these new things. So when you go to sell, you can get more than what you paid for it. And considering where we live, the the property value in less than a year, the property value has went up big time. Yeah, I actually read about that. So we already will be making if I we read about that now on the news. If when we sold it like, now, great. we would make a crap ton over what we sold it for. Oh, yeah. If we did that right now, which is insane to me. We literally bought the house three or four months before this, that area, particular area Oh, yeah, the value of our house now uh, is almost half of what we originally paid for it. So, yeah. Just, but we're not planning on selling oh, for no. a few years. I love anyway, where we so. are. I love my little house. We love our little house too. <laughs> we love our little house. It's just not our forever. Our forever home is going to be in a fucking forest. I'm telling you, <laughs> I want a cabin in the woods. Just fuck everyone. <laughs> We've decided that our forever home is going to be uh, some type of pop up camper RV once we're old. That's and then that's really just what we're going to live in. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm loving it. Every time I think about it, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, please, please. Because listen, these motherfuckers that I see on TikTok, they're like, my early morning coffee. And then they open their van back door and it is literally like a fucking mountain. Like you're on a lake. I live for it. I love it so much. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, I need 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 that in my life. I just need a small loan of a million dollars and we'll be just, good. That's all. That's not a lot. No. At all. <laughs> Don't build a fucking submarine. Give me a million dollars. 
Anyway, so, <laughs> all right, guys. So that is tonight's episode. Uh, looking very forward to talking about next week's because it is absolutely wild. Um, and, of course, you know, we have all of our socials, the Facebook X, a.k.a. Twitter, Instagram, all at the FWTL podcast. Um, if anybody's asking to, I don't. I personally probably will never have one, but I don't know if we'll ever get into the threads category, threads territory. I don't want to. I don't, I don't like hearing, it. You didn't like it. Okay. I looked it up. I know and some content creators like. I don't like it. it. People that do people that I think it might be good for people who put out a lot of content. I think it's Instagram. good for people who put out videos. Oh, is it? I feel like okay. threads is better for video content instead okay. of just like what we do. Okay. Personally, yeah, just for I'm me. Not, just like, YouTubers, Viners, TikTokers, people like that. Okay. Um, yes, I personally will not be getting one. I just need one. I'm thinking media, about so. possibly doing a Blue Sky account for the podcast. I have not fully decided that yet because I'm still kind of feeling out the app um, for myself. And I honestly post about the podcast on my page anyway. So we will see. But for right now, we are not getting rid of X, um, a.k.a. Twitter, even though I read an article yesterday that dumbass Musk is going to take away the block feature. And if he does that, we'll see what happens. Well, um, he owns it, but he has he apparently has somebody else running it, though. Like, even though he owns it, somebody else is running well, it. Well, whoever is and this lady, idea that it's is. It's a lady. I don't know what her... I can't remember what her damn name is, but apparently she's... Not going to be any help either. So great. <laughs> Must get you, girl. Get, get your fucking girl. Figure her out, please. Anyway. So, um, yeah, we're on Facebook, X, a.k.a. Twitter, and Instagram, all at DFWTO Podcast. The handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, you can email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. Also, you can send us um, podcast episodes that you think that you would like us to do. We always love suggestions. Yeah. And then lastly, give us a follow and a subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Okay. And rate us on Spotify. Yes. Please. Rate yes. and review. They help. We love it. <clears throat> we have five stars on Spotify, which is really Yay! cool. That's yeah, thank you guys for all of your uh, support as always, and we love you. And go buy our merch. And um, yes, please go buy our merch. It's really help cool. Support. Shit, we would like to go to more conventions. Please and thank. You. Really hoping we'll be able to go to Horror Hound. I hope everybody had fun at Horror Hound Indie. Too. Yeah, it looked like a blast. I just neither one of us could afford to do it. Oh, I, before I forget, if you guys didn't see. You know how every horror hound, they always give you a glimpse of what the next horror hound is bringing? Um, Sam Raimi is going to be there, and they're doing what? a whole <laughs> reanimator. Um, what's the word? Reunion. Reunion, thank you. And Sam, they got Sam Raimi, apparently. So that's big. Um, well, he didn't do reanimator, though. Or is no, it but that's just something Him else and did, yeah. reanimator. Okay. I also, it was, was it reanimator? Yeah, it was reanimator. They're doing a reanimator reunion, and then somebody said that Sam Raimi was on the list, like some other list that they saw. Well, I'm, I, anybody, I'll, I'll meet them again. I don't even care. But if you, if nobody's met uh, um, Jeffrey Combs, amazing. Amazing. 
I've not, been, I've not met Barbara Crampton. She would be on that list. I she's, on, she's, I'm pretty sure she was on that list. Um, but, oh my God, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Evil Dead. Now that's just, <laughs> I me, met Bruce Campbell, meet him. We're done. Let me hearsay. That was just hearsay. Um, I did not see his name on the list. I just heard somebody say he was mentioned. So. Fingers. But I do cross. know for Fingers, sure. Fingers, toes, cross. I do know for sure that the reanimator reunion is happening, and I'm about 90% sure I saw Barbara Crampton's name on there. So that would be really cool. But yeah, I'd like to meet her. That is um, a little glimpse into Horror Hound March. Um, so I would be very excited to go to that one. So um, hopefully we'd, we'd love to be invited back again. So much fun. Oh, yeah. Ryan's going to talk to Justin for all of us again Yay! and see what happens. So I'm sure we will go. Fun stuff yes all right guys all right guys thank you so much for your support as always we love you have a wonderful week and remember don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original, original. Yeah,